out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hear Me Out. My name is RJ. My name's Blay. Really? Welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast where two best friends, that's you and I, RJ and old Blay, try to become better friends by trying to convince the other one to take up a new hobby, passion, or interest. Every week we have a new issue, we have a new special guest, and the loser of today, either RJ or myself, will be donating to a charity. RJ, what's our topic today, and what is our charity? Okay. The topic today is you are going to try to convince me that we should run for office that's right. in some capacity, that's which is insane and it's not going to work. But that's why, because of our guest, this charity is weirdly specific. Uh, it is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it is for uh, it's a this person. place. It's just it, no. It's an amazing charity. Just it's, cash app. It, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Kind. It's a Venmo. It's a Venmo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this. It's this place called Essentia, and it's a homeless shelter serving awesome. the community of Atwater Village in California, which mm-hmm. is very cool. Uh, their mission is to lift people out of homelessness, one person and one family at a time. If you guys want to donate. You can go to EssentiaCA.org slash donate. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I love the fact that we have such a specific charity and that's located yeah. in Atwater Village because our guest today. It's close. I think it's in Glendale, but yeah, it's close. Uh, okay, fine. Still counts. Uh, way to deflate it. Our <laughs> guest today is our producer, Brett. Oh, Kushner, everybody. Yes. And Brett... Explain yourself why you are coming on today's podcast. We couldn't be more excited. I'm stoked. It all ties together because I was running for a seat on the neighborhood council That's right. of Atwater Village. Yeah. That is awesome. Neighborhood council. The First man of all, ran for public office. He ran for office. I'm excited for this podcast for two reasons. One, the people don't get enough Brett. I agree. That's one. That's and two... I'm totally against running for office, but if there's one way to make it seem like a doable thing, it is like I when you say run for office, city council never really even pops into my head. So I think this is a very like palatable way to get people interested in their community. So I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, and I think look, and and I'll say this, I think that a lot of people think running for office is running for president. And there's a lot of other <laughs> positions out there. Now, Brett, how how did you get interested in politics and why did you decide to to run? Why did you decide to kind of to mount this campaign? Yeah. And I would say it, it doesn't even feel like politics at a certain level. That's you know, cool. it's almost like quantum physics where the rules change Whoa. when you get too small. Whoa. So for this, it's not like anyone's a Democrat or Republican. It's more about what are you doing for the local community. So just want to clear that up a little bit. Just it's not really like running for policy change necessarily, at least. And um, but, but, I, but if I, I was could just, in, if I could just interject yeah. though quickly, I think that is fantastic because that is really what leadership. Yeah, it should be about it, at is, the seed of it all. That's what it is. That's what it should be. That's what right? it should be. Is 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 people helping their community? So okay, I'm sorry, but that, totally. I just wanted to say that. So I was involved with student government. Okay, back in in college, and I 
just want to point out that it was the reason I did it was because every college on campus had representatives, like a Senate, you know, like, and so I was part of the film school, which is a very small college on campus. There's one seat that that college got, well, like the College of Arts and Sciences got like 50 seats, you know, like comparatively. Yeah. So I ran for the film school seat, which again was a super local thing. It was like literally a hundred of my classmates could vote for me. Um, and we were, I was representing people that I knew and that felt very rewarding to like have that relationship. Um, and when I came to LA, they also have a thing, as, as I mentioned, called neighborhood councils. And I want to be clear too, this is not city council. Oh. City council is like the mayor in the city council. The neighborhood councils is even more local than that, awesome. where it's literally, every, there's 99 neighborhoods in Los Angeles that has a council. Whoa. 99. 99? So, they couldn't find one more just to round it out. <laughs> Isn't that Let's, weird? What we'll the hell? We'll make our own neighborhood, dude. Let's make a two-person neighborhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then- Brett, all, Brett can all, run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was running for Atwater Village Neighborhood Council, and Blake, you live pretty close to me, but you would not be allowed to vote for me because you have your own neighborhood council. That's how like granular it is. And I think yours wow. would be like the Los Feliz neighborhood council, for but example. But it's interesting that you would assume I'd vote for you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty big assumption there, councilman. Mm-hmm. Wait, so how many people are on each neighborhood council? Every council is different because every neighborhood is different. So most councils wow. are representing between ten to 20,000 people who live in the neighborhood. Um, it varies quite a bit, but you know it could be in that range. And then the actual council depends on the city, so like the neighborhood. So for ours, we have a, a regional seats. So it's South Atwater, Central Atwater, and North Atwater, basically where you live. Oh. There's also business seats. If you own a business in Atwater, there's also an, an equestrian seat. There's a there's an education seat for people who are either have students in school, like a, have a kid who goes to school in Atwater, or you are a student who goes to school and live in Atwater. If you're 16 or older, you can run. So that's one of the seats. And so some neighborhoods have seats for things that are like, you know, the Griffith Park, you know, seat for like park related things. Or some neighborhoods only have regional seats. Some neighborhoods have more business seats than others. So it really depends. So I assume you ran for the equestrian seat. No, no, a horse (laughs) takes that office, Archie. You have to vote for your favorite horse. horse. Yeah, that's right. Come on, man. Can a person representing horses? What the fuck? (laughs) That's awesome. And that's it's, cool. It's so crazy because I love your analogy also of the quantum about physics and, and how you when you get down to a small level, how quantum physics is different from general rel- relativity and it kind of operates differently. And, and, it, and it just feels like what you're describing is kind of what government A started as, but B should be. I mean, I, I went to school. We'll get into this later. But I went to school for political science as well. And, and you just reach a level at which, you know, representation of X number of people gets to be unwieldy and crazy. And then you get all this stuff with the political parties and all these other things. And I do think, you know, that's where politics becomes very polarizing and very ugly in, in my yeah. view. And and the, th- the, the kind of politics you're describing I, is like pure and it's why I wanted to go into politics. You know? Yeah, it's sad that you know you look at history and you see that the the seats that we have today in the federal government, you know, usually, I mean, it's always have represented more people now than they ever have in the past. Where yeah. there were, we've never increased the number of house seats so that the number of people they're representing just has blown up. Right. And so there's two ways to change it: either you add more seats at the national level, or you add more things closer and closer to the local level. And the city of Los Angeles decided to do that, and other big cities have done it too. It's like a it's like a, not a pilot program, but it is kind of like a pilot program, cool. and they've done doing it for 20 years. So this is a 20 year old thing that LA has been doing um, to experiment with like hyper local politics. So this is not something that's in every city. 
This no. is yeah, and every city has different things. Obviously, in small cities, maybe wouldn't have something like this, but there are a number of big cities and international cities have done things like this as well. Whoa. So it's it's something that's out there, but I'm not sure. I'm not even sure how many cities really do something like this. Could you now? Could you, oh, go, oh, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say, I I have on my refrigerator still a magnet of how you were basically running. You were advertising yourself. What are some of the ways that you got yourself out there? in the community like how do you yeah because you're not taking commercials on tv out i assume for something like this right i mean you could you're allowed to and there's actually like the campaign financing laws breaks down beneath this level as in like you don't have to worry about the Mm. rules that you normally think about that's true on the the government side like they don't if you get donations you don't have to report them it's like that local it doesn't it's not really not really politics like i mentioned um but there are rules out there for like facebook facebook even though it's like a stupid little dinky election they won't let you run ads for your election unless nowadays you get some kind of approval and verification that you're Whoa. not russian spies whatever wow. you know like <laughs> so th- it's interesting how there's like a election is so widespread as like this thing you have to be careful about but Technically, there are less rules about this type of thing. So I could have just like financed my own ads. You could have given me a million dollars. I could have used it all for my ads. I could have kept the money. Like it's there's no rules around like the campaign financing of it all. But here's what I did. So I um I am not on the council now. As in, like I wasn't part of the council. Like a lot of incumbents are running, and they have people who vote. And that's one of the biggest issues of this election is that you know you don't just get a ballot. Like in LA, people just get ballots in the mail if they signed up for like the mail-in. For this election, again, it's kind of a separate thing. So it's still run by the city and the city clerk and that office that does the elections, but they don't mail a ballot to everybody, even if they're registered for the national or local other elections. So you have to get people, especially during COVID where there's no in-person voting this year, you have to get people to request a ballot. Then they have to get the ballot and then they have to return the ballot by a certain date. So there's a lot of steps that I had to kind of figure out. And so you saw the flyers, which we passed out and had, but also like, how do I get those flyers in people's hands, especially during COVID? So we did two or three weekends at the Atwater Village Farmer's Market, which is like one of the only places where I could assume that people would be congregating outdoors and at water so I could like meet people, have them sign up smart in person on paper or give them a link on the band or the flyer. Um, I did a YouTube video that was like a campaign video and I made mine a little bit more elaborate than some of the others just to kind of like showcase some of the skills I'd actually want to bring to the council. It's, it's amazing. I've seen stuff. it. Highly recommend it. Yeah. And then also just going to businesses and trying to get people to know about the election in the first place. Just literally going to every single business in Atwater and Zang. Did you know that you can vote? Because if you live in Atwater or work in Atwater, you can vote. So the stakeholders are bigger than you'd think. Yeah. I would so. think that I would think something like that would be the most effective, like education, because, uh, you know, I'm learning about this neighborhood. It, there's, I didn't know there were 99 neighborhoods in Los Angeles. Like, I think if you just, that is like an important step, I feel like, but how do you educate a neighborhood? You know? Yeah. Only so keep in mind, only um, about 200 to 300 people voted last time. And this time it was a little, it was a little bit harder to vote this time because of COVID. And there were less than a little less than 200 people voted in the whole wow. election for Atwater. And there were, you know, between 10 and 20,000 eligible voters. So it, is not easy and everyone tried and that's as good as we could get. I did banner ads on websites like the Los Feliz Ledger is like a local newspaper. I had a banner ad on the front page of that and tried to track where people were clicking from. I had Facebook ads. I did um, stuff on Nextdoor, uh, Instagram ads, just kind of just no one really knew what would work this time around. So I kind of tried a little bit of everything. It's tough. Yeah. Because also you think about, you know, the thing that's great about the internet is like, you can access information from anywhere. The problem is when you're trying to target 
a small physical area, how do you do that uh, on the web without just a ton of money and research and that stuff? What What is it like? I mean, it's interesting for people who have never been to a neighborhood council meeting, you know, or gotten involved with local government. Could you explain a little bit of like what what is what what are one of these meetings like? What are some of the things that are being discussed? Like, because I, I do think to RJ's point and to your point, Brett, I, I think education is really key. I, I think more people maybe would get into it if they knew more about it, you know? Like, yeah. And it ties in a little bit to uh, what I didn't say is what, what do I think the most effective way to campaign is now that I've run, I think I know what the answer is. Okay. And the answer is being involved. Like ah. if you get involved before you run, like years before you run just yeah. for fun, go to meetings, meet the people, help out on committees. I think though everyone who did that won. You know, like that's oh, all interesting. Yeah. I, no one, no one actually needed to do the banner ads or the flyers. It was yeah. all just getting involved. I, I, is my general hypothesis, and we'll see if that ends up being true long term. But the the meetings are held monthly for each neighborhood council. It's a little bit different, obviously, and each council has committees. So the transportation committee and the the homelessness committee and things like that, um, outreach committee. So the the meetings are monthly where they have one big meeting with everybody and then throughout the month they have committee meetings and everyone's allowed to attend any of the meetings and they used to be in per in person at like a church or some community building where they could meet people you know have a pews and a big stage um but nowadays they're all on zoom so it's even easier to attend if you want to right. i'll say this they're very boring uh especially the big <laughs> board meetings like they're four hours long sometimes and oh, it's not God. fun to sit through and i think that's one of the things i was hoping to be able to change was like actually going to these meetings and making it a little bit more approachable for people i'm still yeah. planning to to do that but that's kind of one of my missions is like to like get the information that's important and get it out to the people via like an email newsletter or something versus kind of assuming that well you have to attend a four-hour meeting if you want to hear about this <laughs> stuff but the stuff they're doing like a neighborhood council if you're on it what you can do you do have a little bit of funding you're not paid for this it's all volunteer but like you actually have money to hand out to people not people but organizations and, and ideas and initiatives so we want to like put more signage on the river or we want to help do this community event uh, and you have funding to actually do that so Atwater Village has a Christmas tree lighting every year with Santa Claus and a big tree gets lit and it's on Glendale Boulevard that's an event they do every year that the council puts on mm. They have like cleanups around the neighborhood and certain streets are you can adopt a street program. So every neighborhood's different, but things like that and funding local festivals or nonprofits that want to do stuff for the community, you have funding for that. And then you also basically are the conduit between locals and the city council. So if I'm living in Atwater Village and I don't think there should be street cleaning on my street during this time or there should be better parking regulations on my street, just thinking about something super local like that. I could go to the city council and say, hey, my street needs different regulations and this is why I think that. And they're not going to have time to listen to you and you're not going to know how to navigate that. But if you can just go to your neighborhood council and say, hey, like this is something happening in my in the neighborhood. I think we need to address it. The neighborhood council is 20 plus people who live on your street probably. And can actually help you draft the letter and the council can submit that to the city and they have the relationship with the city and the county and, and the local police department, fire department. They all come to the meetings and like give updates. And so you can actually like get things done and you can help local people um, without having to have them learn how to work with the city government, you know? Yeah. who's Who goes to these meetings? I have to imagine it's either – it's mainly people really like directly involved or – like crazy people who want to go and like <laughs> yell at somebody, you know, like who goes to these things? I have, Do they so get an audience? Every council's different too. Some have gotten, especially in the past few years when politics has become more of a passionate thing and, and more heightened in general. You have some neighborhood councils where that's been a lot like Nithya Raman is someone who um, ran for city council and, and made kind of 
came out of nowhere almost and it really changed a lot of what was going on in the city and, and how people perceived local politics. And she was on the Los Feliz Neighborhood Council or Silver Lake Neighborhood Council uh, first, which is really rare. Usually you don't go from neighborhood council to bigger politics in wow. any way. And so she's one of the first people to kind of like use that system. And a lot of people started coming to the meetings and I, I did not really follow that when it was happening, but I know that I have some friends on the council over there who talked about how, how different the council had become all of a sudden. Um, the Atwater one, for example, hasn't had as much of that. There's a lot of people who are interested in giving back, but it's not like there's been a huge shift or people angry and, and yeah, a lot yeah. of drama and things like that where that could happen. So usually um, somebody so, on the council doesn't have grander aspirations in politics. I, I have only heard of two people ever going from neighborhood council to some other political position. I'm sure it's happened more than that time, but there's only two stories that are like told. One is her and then someone else became a city clerk or something like that. So it's not cool. – I have no – John F. Kennedy, Ambitions. I think it was the other person. Yeah. <laughs> JFK, JFK yeah, yeah. JFK yeah. Started uh, the, the Atwater <laughs> Village. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to say that the same joke at the same time, or do you yeah. want to just yeah, say yeah. that right after I say it? Uh, well, Brett, this is, look, this is absolutely fascinating, and politics is near and dear to my heart. We are going to try to convince RJ to run for office right after these messages. We'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome back. We're here with our producer, yeah. Brett Kushner. Brett, 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 Brett. Uh, now, now, Brett, here's the thing. I, I think everything you're describing is exactly why I love politics. It's, it's giving back. It's helping people. It, it's making people's lives better. It is civil service is really what it comes down to is, you know, leadership, uh, 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 taking care of the community, um, and, and giving back. And, uh, we are, I'm going to try to convince you, RJ, that you should open your heart and run for office. And my first uh. argument is something we're talking a lot about, which is just doing good, just doing good, man. Look, all of us together, were animals, we're primates, we're monkeys. All right. We were rooting around in the dirt, throwing our poop at each other. And we built houses and domesticated sheep and, you know, maybe, you know, fell in love with a sheep or two, possibly got naughty with a sheep. But then eventually we banded together and made villages and communities. And I think it is worth giving back to that community and and helping the community that you live in. You just all you do is take all you're doing is taking <laughs> from the community. And it's time. That's not true. I pay taxes. OK, fine. You, you, you that's it. You just throw money at the problem. You know, you don't care. <laughs> write a check. It's like Bruce Wayne. Write him a check. Write him a check. Well, it's time you yeah. put on the bat suit, friend, and you went out there and you helped the community. Enough enough uh, 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 philanthropist millionaire playboying and more superheroing by I don't know where I'm going with this metaphor by running for office. It's doing good. Brett, don't you doesn't it make you feel good? to be a part of this neighborhood council? Doesn't it make you look at the world you're living in differently? You walk down the street, you think, this is my community and I'm going to help it out. Does it make you feel good? Yeah, it makes you look at the world a little bit different. You know you, see, you know that saying, like you see the world through baby's eyes or whatever? Like you kind of mm -hmm. see the world through neighborhood's eyes. There like you, you go. think about it in a different way. It becomes like an entity. Okay. Instead of just a place, it's just your house on a street. Yeah. Now it's like a community. Exactly. You know, I, RJ, you, you, could, you could do a little bit of good for your neighbors. And by the way, you could get to know your neighbors a little bit too. That's not going to hurt. You know, you're a nice guy sometimes. And but I, I think that you're, a, you, you could be a, a good member of the community. I could do good or I could royally fuck it up and do pretty bad. Like who am I to go into these meetings and be like, you know what? 
I don't think we should have uh, I don't think we should have fire hydrants on this street. And then one of the houses bursts into flames and everyone's like, that guy said we shouldn't have fire hydrants on this street. And and then I go to jail or something. Okay, first of all, you're not running for monarch. (laughs) You're not going to be like emperor of Altadena. Okay, so back up. Back. That's all I'm interested. in. Yeah, exactly. How about take your foot off the fucking ego pedal there, buddy? Mm -hmm. Like, all I'm saying is, well, that's my point. Kind of is right. What, how do you, and Brett, you've thought about this a lot, I'm assuming. Well, not this specifically, but you've thought about politics a lot because you, at this level. But how do you think, like, at, at higher levels, politics is so much about ego, it seems, at least from an outsider's perspective. You know, like, obviously, there's like, you know, the story of the the politician who gets into it for all the right reasons, and then almost instantly becomes corrupted. Like, how do you think the public's perception can can be changed with that? Do you think it's just like getting involved at smaller levels and stuff like you're yeah. doing or what? I mean, there's really, I mean, there's no real reward for winning these elections where the ego can come into play. Like, ah. no one knows that there's a neighborhood council and who's yeah. on it. Like, yeah. that's a problem, but it's also a truth. Like, it's not like you're running for glory and, and you win and now you get paid or you have a cool title. Like, you're kind of doing it just for the love of the game. Like, there's really no other thing to do it for, for at yeah. this level at least. And there's even smaller things to run for than neighborhood council where you can it's run for maybe isn't the right word but you can get involved and join a committee without even being on the board like any any stakeholder can join a committee for their neighborhood council without being an actual elected official on the neighborhood council and so if you didn't know about fire hydrants and you didn't want to join the fire hydrant committee which doesn't exist you can join (laughs) you could join the equestrian (laughs) committee if you loved horses or you could join the homelessness committee if that was something you cared a lot about and a lot of people do that there's people who are committee chairs of these official committees who are not elected to one the issue, one issue people one issue uh yeah that's all they want to get involved with that's and that's great. totally fine yeah so that's rj cool. rj all i'm saying is you're not going to be able to just take away all the fire hydrants right so okay. don't don't worry about that but what i'm saying is like you love ice cream so you might want to try to pass a tax break or something i'm just to get more ice cream parlors uh-huh. in Altadena, and that would be a good thing. That would be a good thing. You know? Okay. So, you know, for I real, th- though, for real, like let's say that's a real thing, right? Uh-huh. You could join the outreach committee for go. Atwater Village. There's a go. few different ice cream shops you could you know, target. You could do an ice cream social event where there's funding from, from the neighborhood council yes! to do an event where people yes! get together. And it's every – you can't just select one ice cream shop legally because it has to be kind of like a communal okay. thing. Every ice cream shop in Atwater Village would con- contribute ice cream. You could have them Dude. paid for their – for their services and people come together and it's an event and that could be something you should you like champion, you know, that you could be the That's- ice cream king of Altadena, bro. But <laughs> <laughs> Blair, I hope you make that one of your official arguments. Cause that, I mean that, that, that is- right there. Well, having an ice cream party that I don't have to pay for, for all the neighborhood <laughs> sounds like a reason enough to run for me. This, this fits perfectly into my second <laughs> argument, which is why you should run, which is power. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you can't be the emperor of Altadena, but you can, like Brett is saying, affect things in a very positive way, like having an ice cream social. You are a, a creative dude, and I think you could bring a lot of creativity in a very positive way to a, a growing 
a growing uh, a community, which is Altadena. A lot of people are moving to Altadena. It's a mm-hmm. great community already. Uh, sure. You know, Childish Gambino lives there. You could impress him. He and, just and- moved. Oh shit! It was like in the it was like in the newspaper. Well, okay, of fine. John John C. Riley lives there. You can shake and bake. You know, <laughs> hang out with him. And all I'm saying is, this it, power is at your fingertips, friend. And and power, I think that you would not abuse. I think you would use it in a good way, because you have fun ideas, and and you could bring that. Like Brett was saying, you know how uh, uh, these council meetings are can be very boring. But, you know, if you you could change them by your presence. And so I think I think that that's an interesting argument because I do powers probably the wrong word. But the like, you know, I grew up like being a Boy Scout and all these things. A big thing for me growing up that I was taught was like leadership, like being a leader in your community or whatever you're doing or whatever. So like I do have aspirations to be a leader in one way or another. So that's an interesting way to do it. But also to your point, it does just seem so boring. Like every now and then when you get to do like a cool ice cream social, sweet. But like, isn't, I mean, isn't it generally Brett pretty boring? Um, I'd say that the, the, the big meetings often get pretty boring and they're long, but like I mentioned, if you just joined a committee, a lot. I mean, most people don't really attend the main meetings, which is a problem. But it's also just not necessary to do. The board has to do it because they're on the board. But you can just get involved with the committee you want to do. It's an hour long meeting once a month, and then you get as involved as you want to get. There's no rule. If you don't show up, they're not going to fire you. Like you just didn't show up that month, and you didn't want to get involved as much. And your your thing is only in December, and and then you're kind of taking the rest of the year off. Like it's kind of flexible as far as how involved you want to get. And there's no way to like enforce anything it's all volunteer so yeah also like it's i would i would go back to one of brett's earlier statements which is you don't know man it's about education really like what was the last when was the last time you went to one of these meetings you could inject fun in there somehow you have no idea you have no idea it's yeah. a closed box ice cream, uh, uh, ice cream ice cream <laughs> high school high school i went to one because i had to to get a merit ah, badge okay. for uh for or maybe it was grade school for uh boy scouts yeah. and the big thing was growing up right next to my house there's this huge um cornfield and for whatever reason these people showed up and they love looking at the cornfield but the city was going to put in a shopping center and it was like this huge brawl. Like we went on a night where it was like going down. It was like big debates. People Dude. brought in trifold boards and stuff with all Whoa. this stuff. And um, there's still not a shopping center there. There we go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go, man. Drama, drama, drama. Um, all right. So my third argument is this. And look, I'm just going to say it. It's not a good one. It's not a good argument. <laughs> Um, but I don't even know if I want to say it. It's going to deflate the rest of it, but I have to, I have to, and here it is. Visibility. All right. Here's the thing. I I think that, look, you, your life is not going to be, you're a selfish prick and you don't care about giving back and and your life is not going to be one of public service, but (laughs) what you want to do is write movies, make TV shows, be creative. Visibility. If you're on a sit, uh, uh, the neighborhood council, if you're on a city council, if you hold some kind of office, you're on some kind of board, you're going to be among other people, especially in Los Angeles, that you wouldn't normally 
interact with, and that could help your career. You never know where it's going to come from. I know oh, that argument. Your argument is to argument. brush shoulders with people. Jesus Christ, this is what I, I would argue you. for you. This is what I would argue for you oh, if I was arguing. Fuck Listen, it. I, I told there you it's a bad argument. I told Wait, you it's a bad argument. Isn't there an old saying that something like, uh, "This is I'm going to get this wrong," but like. Rock stars want to be comedians. Comedians want to sure. be politicians, and politicians want to be rock stars. Something like yes. that. It, yes, it, yes. It's yeah. an interesting. Yeah. I, now to all of Brett's points, that's a much different level. I would assume, like, d- to where that you know, if you're doing it for those reasons, that they would be beneficial. You know, all I'm saying is, let's say you're just sitting at an outdoor cafe. Uh huh. Right? And I'm with you. John Ham's at the next table and you hear John Ham say, oh, I really like these fire hydrants. You could pipe up and be like, yo, I put that fire hydrant there. Here's my script, John Ham. It's called Madder Men, Mad Men 2. <laughs> Even more mad, you know, and then he's in. Then you've made Madder Men 2 and then you're on, you know, you're you're off to the races and, you know, get you've now gotten into a lifetime of making, I don't know, Hallmark movies or some shit, whatever you want to do if you like. But all I'm saying is this is and it's a terrible argument, but I have to make it because it's written on my sheet, which is visibility and it could help you with your career. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I'll, let me just give examples, though. Like, Oh, here we go. Brad. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Like, you're right. In L.A. on neighborhood councils, there are people that you would want to meet in yeah. that space. Like. I don't want to name drop anyone, but <clears throat> not even on the council, but on some committees, like people who aren't even on the board are coming in the, in the committee leaders and stuff. They are TV writers, feature film writers, there we TV go. show creators. There we go. Um, and it's, it's kind of random who it's going to be and who, you know, but like you could, I, I it's kind of curious. I kind of look up people's backgrounds and know where they're coming from. Some work for nonprofits and are, some work for the city. Some are transportation coordinators and they like the transportation committee, but there are also like TV and film people on these committees there we go thank you brett thank you for saving that argument and look man you know what join the fucking space committee and you could talk to elon musk every month you know is there a space committee at this no but you could start it space committee bro start the space committee committee. yeah it's Uh, gonna be you elon musk and tom delage from blake 182 who just sits in his backyard and tries to film uh, you know, UFOs from his backyard. You can guys, I, you three guys. Can I ask you real quick, just because this is a question for Blay, why, what, what are your aspirations? What are your political aspirations? Are you trying, are, do you have like a dream of running for president one day? Cause I know yours aren't just city council or whatever, community neighborhood council. I'm going to, I'm going to, you okay there, buddy? <laughs> my microphone got caught on my watch and the so whole thing the- almost came down. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, why are you wearing a watch in quarantine? Aren't there clocks in your house? Um, yeah, don't worry about it. I, I, mean, I like a watch. I like a watch. <laughs> That's so weird. You got a watch. Have you been wearing watches the entire time you're in quarantine? Yeah. Oh my God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. It's got an altimeter on it too. It's oh, cool watch. You don't, you're not going anywhere. You're <laughs> Sometimes I want to check. Just want to check. You're at the same altitude all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh my God. What are you worried if you wake up in the middle of the night? Oh my God. Am I at a different altitude? Oh, I'm on the second floor of my house. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, I, so my background very quickly was I was going to go into politics before entertainment. And, you know, I was I was a political theory and constitutional democracy, social relations, double major. Love all that stuff. The thing I love about politics is I love two things. One, I love 
helping out the community. I, I, I love that. I really do. I, I, I'm a big person. You both know this because we're, we're all friends, but I'm a big like human being person. I like making connections. I like being friends with people. I like relationships. And I do enjoy the relationship of myself being a part of a community. I know that's cheesy to say, but it's true. And I, I really love that. I also really love, in a very academic sense, the way that people choose to try to govern themselves. And so I just love the the academicness of what, like the Federalist Papers and, you know, uh, de Tocqueville and all this stuff, like the the theory and because it kind of drifts into philosophy and I'm not going to bore everybody with this, but. <laughs> But but politics at a certain level, and 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 again, Brett, to see what you were saying in terms of if we're thinking of politics like physics, you think about general relativity, you know, the the how the motions of planets, but then also quantum physics, the motions of particles. That's true with human beings and emotions as well, and relationships. And when you get a, a large enough group of people, you can't govern in the same way that you're governing with neighborhood council. But also, you can't govern a smaller, a small group of people in the same way you govern a nation. And so I love those two separate things that, you know, my parents are therapists. So I, I love that kind of, you know, human connection. But then I also love the academic philosophy, you know, philosophical. Yeah, you like like you almost like like political theory. Almost, that, yeah, like. political theory and constitutional democracy, which is one of my majors. And social <laughs> relations was the other one. Like, literally, those are the two things I love. Which is why I uh, majored in those. But so, do you have aspirations? Do you have? What, do you think you would run for something? I really Mayor? love. I, I wouldn't run, but I am seriously thinking about being on a committee. Because I, I could see you being like a like on a team of someone running for mayor yeah, or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, like I would work like in a campaign. You know, we uh, you know at Conan's podcast, we've done podcasts with Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton. And I've had a lot of interactions, uh, you know, outside of work with those with, people. No, not, but just with politics in general and people who work in politics and that stuff, just because of my college days and that stuff. But so I, I really do love that hearing the that stuff and kind of how people are getting stuff done. And also at work, I would say, and I'm just going on a crazy rant here and I'm really sorry, but <laughs> I've, all, I've all, many times you and I, RJ, have talked about this and Brett, I'm sure you also deal with this many times. Entertainment in many ways is very political and very much like passing legislation, getting a bit, producing a bit, producing a video, produce, getting a TV show made is exactly like getting legislation through Congress. And you're just talking to a bunch of people. You're seeing what they like, trying to please everybody, trying to get your message or what you want to make in a show through the gates I mean, it's there's there's a, a million different connections of how entertainment and politics are, are the same there. And and that's the stuff I love. And so, yeah, I would be on a committee to answer your question. I would All be right, on a cool. committee. I don't think I have the time or really the inclination to like be on the board of something. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I would absolutely be on a committee um, because I, I love that. I love and I think yeah. more people. It's interesting. Like, I think if you made and Brett to to kind of reiterate what you were saying before about education and and one of the reasons why I love that we picked this issue for the podcast is I think if more people realized how easy it was to get involved, they would do it. It's like recycling. Like if you just tell someone, hey, man, you want to try to save the earth? 
don't use as much fucking plastic. And then people are like, at the grocery store, they're making a micro decision of, wait, I'm going to buy this instead of this because I'm not going to use plastic. I'm yeah. going to bring a, to- a tote bag. If you could do that with other issues in the community, we all benefit. If you make it as easy as that, you know, so um, and I think that it's all about education, telling people it's not that big of a deal. Like you only need to spend one hour a month and it could be your friends who are on this committee and you guys can help out with something that, you know, how it's super loud and you can't get to sleep because some guy revs his motorcycle. You can talk, you could figure out a way to do that and and to to solve that issue that's affecting you personally. So I think people lose hope a lot because they just think politics is this giant huge church yeah. with all these marble arches and there's no way and you know Biden got into politics 50 years ago and there's no way I could I don't I can't spend 50 years you don't need to do that it can also be very easy so yeah there you go there's a long answer well all right uh you've heard my three arguments and yes I have break, and when we're back uh we're gonna see if RJ is gonna run for office we'll be right back all right, we're back with our producer, Brett Kushner. Brett, if you could say one more thing before I make my decision of why me or anyone else should get into politics, what would it be? Do you, by the way, do, do either of you know if I won or not? I know. You did? I, oh. I do mean, you know, Bly? I'm not for sure, but I think I know. <laughs> I, well, I think it's interesting. My, my last argument is I didn't win. And I still would do it again and I think it's it. worth doing just to get involved because now I'm on a committee, I'm going to be more involved. And the next time around, I think I have a better chance. So I think it's, it's, it was well worth it, even though you didn't necessarily, I didn't win. That, you know what? And that's an excellent point. It was you, you won regardless of whether you won or not. Uh, I almost so- think uh, just before I make a decision or whatever, I, I almost think calling it winning and losing is the wrong way to go like the you know it, it's just i mean i guess we have to because it's you know language or whatever but it, it it's not a, it's not the same type of com- of competition especially when everyone running like you brett is doing it for probably just great reasons and you know you you just you're new to it so like you just didn't get as many of those yeah. 200 people yeah and it's like it, it's great that you know at at the local level politics doesn't feel like politics. It just feels like yeah. getting involved and and doing a good thing. So here are my three arguments, just to reiterate, of why RJ you should get involved in public office. One, you're doing good. That's the biggest thing, really. That's ninety percent of it. You're doing a good thing. You're giving back uh, in in a meaningful way to uh, help not only yourself, your everyday life but those around you that you come into contact with. Uh, power, look, you can make, you can be the ice cream king of Altadena by uh, talking to, by getting on a committee, starting the ice cream committee, getting involved in in, in your local uh, neighborhood council and getting an ice cream festival, which is, which, and then, you know, you could die happy. Um, and I'll be happy too, because uh, you'll be dead. And then finally, visibility uh, is, you know, Look, and, and it seemed like a dumb argument, but Brett backed me up on this, which is you want to write movies, make TV shows. In L.A., a lot of powerful people are on these, maybe not powerful, but a lot of people who are also in the business are on these councils. And that could help you just purely from a selfish networking standpoint, which directly contradicts my first argument. But I'm throwing everything at the wall here. So those are my three arguments. Okay, All right. You should get involved. 
in public office. All right. So the uh, here's what I'll say. I'll say that um, the connection to a group of people and uh, like forming a relationship with my community at a little bit bigger level than just my little group of friends does interest me. That seems very cool. And growing up, I've kind of always been whatever the Malcolm Gladwell thing is. Like, I I think I've been the connector in my group of people. So I, I like introducing groups of friends. I like saying, oh, you should go over here because this person does this and blah, blah, blah. I love that idea. So when Brett said I could get the community all to go to a cool ice cream party where all the different ice cream parlors show up and we can introduce everyone. And obviously, I don't just mean the ice cream, but that could be anything. That could be like, you know, there's all the... This is a horrible example, but all the tailors come and you bring a suit or whatever. I love that idea of everyone in their community learning more, even if it's just a little bit about their community and the other people that live in it. So for those reasons, I think I would do it. I think think you've convinced me. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to donate to Essentia. Brett, have you heard of Essentia? It's in Glendale near. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys also want to donate, you can go to EssentiaCA.org. Wow. Thank you, Brett, for joining us today. This was fantastic. And hopefully, I I do hope, I you know, I think that you know, with your help, I think we're going to get some more people involved in their local communities. Yeah. Which I think Congratulations, great. dude, on a on a solid, yeah. uh, a solid run. A lot of fun. Yeah. I, I'm, sure you'll, look, I'm sure you'll do it. I look forward to the next one. Uh, That's right. So thank you for for joining us today. You're here every time, so it seems stupid. I'm yeah, saying thank you for joining it's us. Weird today. to say. Uh, and everybody out there, you can tune into new episodes of Hear Me Out every Wednesday. Of course, please rate and review, and tell your friends, all of them, all three of your friends, all three. If there's something you want us to debate, send us an email at hearmeout, hearmeout at gmail.com. And thank you again, Brett, not only for producing this podcast, but for being our great guest today. And thank you to Strange Hotels for the theme song. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.